Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome to Right on Radio. My name is Jeff, and I'm here with the one anointing the earth, the one who has the project, the new Esther, as Kim Clement may have referred to her. Her name is Jessie Zaboder. Oh, no, no. It's oh, it's best-selling author, Jessie Zaboder. Her book is called His Anointing Overflows, and it is selling like hotcakes, and people are loving this book, Jessie. Thank you. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> so, Jesse, you know, we for the last few weeks on Tuesdays, we've been doing some news. And, you know, there's certainly a lot of news out there. Um, you know, there's certainly the Israel-Palestine thing. Uh, one of the things that I was mentioning to you just before coming on air is I think it's it's interesting that these people who flew on the Lolita Express, Express are uh, kind of getting a spotlight on their personal lives now. There's a lot of stuff happening around the world. And, and actually, there's just so much mumbo jumbo uh, that, you know, we kind of, I think we should just take a different direction. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the direction that came up today, Jesse, happened right before the show, as it usually does. So don't have great time to prepare. But, uh, you know, I study a lot of prophecy. I look for prophetic words. I discount some. I accept some as good. And two videos came up this morning, Jesse. Uh, one was from an ex-Islamic perspective, and one was from a very biblical Christian perspective. And it's all about the black stone and the kebab. That's very interesting. <laughs> which is really interesting. It's a, it's a it's a big topic. Uh, you know, millions yeah. of people around the world uh, pray to it. So, you know, I thought it would be interesting to do a cursory view over this because I just know enough to be dangerous on the topic. I'm not an expert on it yet at all. But one of the things, uh, so we have a video to show and the video is going to be 18 minutes long. Uh, if you're listening on Podbean, it's the narration that's important. There's no real images. You know, there's maybe some animation, but you're not missing anything. Uh, but one of the things that comes out in this video, and I know we're going to cover it as we continue our study in Revelation, but I don't think people have realized the beast and Satan. Can you explain the differences or the similarities of the beast and Satan? Yeah, so the beast is talked about in the book of Revelations, and, you know, after he gives his authority to the antichrist and scripture, you know, says that that will happen through um, the closest thing we could describe it as, you know, Satan himself will possess this individual who becomes the antichrist, who is a mockery of Jesus Christ. You know, he'll come in as the false Messiah. Israel will accept them as, as their long awaited God or Messiah. And they'll go as far as to proclaim him as God. And then the mockery will be that um, after the Antichrist, you know, is, is proclaimed God, then scripture says the beast will rise up out of um, the great waters and 
the Antichrist will worship him and give him the worship and lead the people to worship the beast. And, um, you know, from the way that I understand it is that, you know, um, we know Satan is a spiritual being, that he's a fallen angel and he can take several different forms. You know, he can take a human form, but he also has his um, fallen angel or demonic form. Um, and then he also has his dragon form or a scripture, you know, talks about him, the great, you know, the ancient serpent of old. Um, so, you know, I think it will be this form that where he's like a massive snake type dragon um, and that will be the beast that we see rise up. Yeah, so, if the, you know, because there's so many forms and, and the, the Bible gives just descriptions of the different things and the Bible doesn't leave anything out. There's just so much to discover. And right. what I found fascinating in this particular video, and I wanna give the creator of the video credit uh, and then Jesse and I will comment on some of the things afterwards. But when he pulls up some of the, the scriptures, there's stuff in there that I've read and I never really placed it before, mm. uh, particularly when uh, he says they will build a, a house and then they'll put the basket in it. Mm. Uh, but, you know, pay attention to that and pay attention to, you know, what happens in Saudi Arabia, Mecca and things like that. And again, this is a biblical uh, perspective. Uh, we're respectful of other people's uh, beliefs. Uh, you were made a free will agent, as were we. Uh, and just like uh, many people, we're looking for answers. We believe the Bible to be true. Uh, we've both experienced God. So that's a pretty big, <laughs> pretty big endorsement that, uh, you know, it is true when you actually know the Savior personally. Yeah. So uh jesse should i did now jesse has not seen this video yet oh uh, yeah i saw it just before coming on but i thought it was really really well done so let's play it and uh we'll come back it's about 18 minutes long i i thought it was fascinating there's a ton of scripture in it as well and uh just really really well done so let me first just tell you who the creator of the video is I want to give them credit. The YouTube channel is called Revelation Now, and the video uh, title is Jesus Strongly Warns About Islamic Beast and the Kaaba Image. Jesse, can you see that okay? Yep, I can. All right, well, here we go. Jesus strongly warned us to avoid a fallen angel spirit and its image that represent worship to a false god instead of Jesus. In the book of Revelation, John calls this fallen angel the beast. The Bible gives us enough information to identify the beast. The beast is from Babylon. The beast spirit works with another fallen angel called Satan to deceive many. The Bible tells us the false prophet sets up an image to honor the beast. 
Muslims know the Prophet Muhammad set up the Black Stone in the Kaaba at Mecca, Saudi Arabia. This is the image Jesus warned about, and the beast spirit dwells in the Kaaba. The Bible tells us the beast spirit was active on earth during the Babylonian Empire when it was worshipped. Then it was not active when God locked it in the spiritual dungeon called the Abyss when Babylon fell. And finally, it would emerge from the abyss and become active again. Only the return of Jesus destroys the beast. This message is about the truth of Jesus. The Bible says Jesus is the Son of God. If you are a Muslim, the truth of Jesus is different from what you were taught, but you must know the truth. The Islamic Quran says Jesus is not God, but just a prophet. The Bible says Jesus was crucified for our sins and rose to life on the third day. Muslims are told this did not happen. The Bible says the only path to God and eternal life is through Jesus. The Quran says that is not true. Because of these and many other differences, it is not possible for the Quran to be true. Only the Bible is true. Today, former Christians are taught in public schools to worship the beast in the Kaaba. Listen to the warnings of Jesus about the beast. The true words from Jesus will save you. The beast, which you saw, once was, now is not, and yet will come up out of the abyss and go to its destruction. The inhabitants of the earth, whose names have not been written in the book of life, from the creation of the world will be astonished when they see the beast because it once was, now is not, and yet will come. This Bible prophecy means the beast had power on earth at a time before the revelation to John in 95 AD. Then God confined it to the abyss. The beast spirit was not active and had no power at the time of the Apostle John but Jesus says it would be released out of the abyss sometime later. At that time, it would have great power given to it by Satan. Another name for the abyss is Sheol. Sheol is the spiritual world where souls and fallen angels are held until the day of judgment. The Bible helps us understand by telling us the beast is from Babylon. There are many references to Babylon in the book of Revelation. Who is the beast demonic spirit, and when did the beast have power on earth the first time? This is Baal, the god of the Babylonians. It was, then was not while confined, and then it was again when released from the abyss. A second angel followed and said, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great, which made all the nations drink the maddening wine of her adulteries. Babylon the Great, the mother of prostitutes and of the abominations of the earth. The Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar conducted a siege on Jerusalem in 586 BC and then looted and destroyed Solomon's temple. The Israelites were exiled into the Babylonian captivity for 70 years. The prophet Isaiah, in chapter 14, describes the destruction of Babylon. 
This prophecy was fulfilled when the Persians invaded Babylon and the Babylonians were defeated by Cyrus the Great in 539 BC. After Isaiah first details the destruction of the human king, he then says the Babylonian demonic fallen angel will be sent to Sheol by God. How you have fallen from heaven, O star of the morning, son of the dawn, you have been cut down to the earth, you who have weakened the nations. But you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven, I will raise my throne above the stars of God, and I will sit on the mount of the assembly in the recesses of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. Nevertheless, you will be thrust down to Sheol, to the recesses of the pit. The prophet Habakkuk also tells us about the demon from Babylon. He calls the Babylonian demon the Proud One. Behold, as for the Proud One, his soul is not right within him but the righteous will live by his faith. Furthermore, wine betrays the haughty man so that he does not stay at home. He enlarges his appetite like Sheol, and he is like death, never satisfied. He also gathers to himself all nations and collects to himself all peoples. The Bible refers to the Babylonian demon as Bel or Baal. Bel is Aramaic, and Baal is Hebrew for the God worshipped by the Babylonians. Jeremiah tells us Baal is more than a stone idol because God punishes Baal by causing Baal to spew out what he has swallowed. I will punish Baal in Babylon and make him spew out what he has swallowed. The nations will no longer stream to him and the wall of Babylon will fall. The Babylonian demon confined in Sheol did not have earthly power during the time of the Apostle John in 95 AD. Since it was trapped in Sheol at that time, this is why John said, Now is not. In Revelation chapter 9, we learn an angel looking like a star fell to earth and was allowed to open the abyss. Bel was released from the abyss and took his throne in the Kaaba. So many demons were released that it looked like smoke. One of the demonic spirits was revealed to Muhammad and gave him the false gospel of the Quran. This occurred between 610 and 632 when Muhammad received a false gospel through many visits from a demonic spirit calling itself Gabriel. The fifth angel sounded his trumpet and I saw a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. The star was given the key to the shaft of the abyss. When he opened the abyss, smoke rose from it like the smoke from a gigantic furnace. The sun and sky were darkened by the smoke from the abyss. And out of the smoke, locusts came down on the earth and were given power like that of scorpions of the earth. Satan, the dragon, gave great power and his throne to the beast. The release of the Babylonian demon from Sheol is the seemingly fatal wound to one of the heads of the beast that is healed. This is what John means when he gives this prophecy in Revelation chapter 13.
the dragon stood on the shore of the sea, and I saw a beast coming out of the sea. It had ten horns and seven heads, with ten crowns on its horns, and on each head a blasphemous name. The beast I saw resembled a leopard, but had feet like those of a bear, and a mouth like that of a lion. The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. Muslims are expected to pray five times a day. This does not mean that they need to attend a mosque to pray. Instead, the daily prayer is made five times a day and always directed towards the Kaaba image. Since this prayer is to Bel dwelling in the Kaaba Blackstone and not to Jesus, it is wicked. The Kaaba is the wicked house that the prophet Zechariah saw in prophecy long before the Kaaba was built by Muhammad. After the house was built, a basket of wickedness was placed in it. The Babylonian demon and Blackstone is the wickedness placed in the house by Muhammad and the Babylonian demon dwells in the Kaaba after release from the abyss. I asked, what is it? He replied, it is a basket. And he added, this is the iniquity of the people throughout the land. Where are they taking the basket? I asked the angel who was speaking to me. He replied, to the country of Babylonia to build a house for it. When the house is ready, the basket will be set there in its place. The Bible tells us both the dragon, which is Satan, and the demonic spirit, which is the beast, both are worshipped after the beast comes up from the abyss and recovers from its fatal wound. One of the heads of the beast seemed to have had a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. The whole world was filled with wonder and followed the beast. People worshipped the dragon because he had given authority to the beast, and they also worshipped the beast, and asked, Who is like the beast? Who can wage war against it? It seems confusing that non-believers worship both the dragon and the beast, but that is exactly what the Bible told us would happen. How are both the dragon and the beast separately worshipped? The dragon is Satan, and is worshipped as the Islamic Allah in the Quran. The Quran says to pray to Allah, and this prayer is worshiping the dragon. Since the Quran denies Jesus is the Son of God, the Quran cannot be the truth, and the Islamic Allah cannot be the true God. Satan wants to be God and deceive Muhammad into worshiping him. Seek Allah's help through patience and prayer, and indeed, it is difficult except for the humbly submissive to Allah. Bowing to, directing prayer towards, and pilgrimage to the black stone in the Kaaba is worshiping the beast. The Quran says to face the Kaaba when worshiping, and Allah, the dragon, is aware of this. So turn your face toward the Kaaba in Mecca, and wherever you believers are, turn your faces toward it in prayer. Indeed, those who have been given the scripture well know that it is the truth from their Lord, and Allah is not unaware of what they do. In response to the dual worship, 
Radical Muslim groups have attacked the black stone in the Kaaba, which is the beast, because they claimed it drew worship away from Allah, which is the dragon. In 1979, armed Muslim terrorists actually took control of the Kaaba for several weeks. ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi said, If Allah wills, we will kill those who worship stones in Mecca and destroy the Kaaba. People go to Mecca to touch the stones, not for Allah. Muslims in Yemen have launched many ballistic missile attacks towards the Kaaba in Mecca. They want to destroy the Kaaba. American Patriot missiles protect the Kaaba today from these radical Muslim missile strikes launched from Yemen. The Bible also tells us the beast demon from the abyss will be one of seven kingdoms with demonic spiritual princes. The beast dwells in a city on seven hills. The Kaaba is in Mecca, Saudi Arabia and sits on seven hills. This calls for a mind with wisdom. The seven heads are seven hills on which the woman sits. They are also seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, the other has not yet come, but when he does come, he must remain for only a little while. The beast who once was and now is not is an eighth king. He belongs to the seven and is going to his destruction. The list of kingdoms with demonic princes are Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Persia, Seleucid Greeks, and Rome was the sixth. Rome was in power at the time the revelation was given to John. The seventh king followed Rome. This was Abaddon, the king of all the demons released from Sheol. The Bible says this demonic spirit remains only a little while, and Abaddon ruled only five months. The eighth king is the Babylon demon released from Sheol. The demon is from the seven, just as the Bible said. They had as king over them the angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek is Apollyon that is, destroyer. No Muslim can know his or her eternal destiny in this life. According to the Quran, even Muhammad himself was unsure of his fate after death. I am no new thing among the messengers of Allah, nor do I know what will be done with me or with you. But the Bible tells us what happened to Muhammad. The Bible tells us the false prophet and the demonic beast will be thrown in the lake of fire when Jesus returns. But the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet who had performed the signs on its behalf. With these signs he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Today we know that the demon from Babylon dwells in the Kaaba. Non-believers worship both the dragon, thinking it to be the Allah of the Quran, and the demonic beast as they face the Kaaba Blackstone to bow and pray. In the Bible, 
Jesus gave us these and other warnings about Islam many hundreds of years before they came into use for Islamic worship. The Bible is the true word of God. Anyone who takes the Shahada mark or worships and prays to the Kaaba image will not enter heaven. And the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever. There will be no rest day or night for those who worship the beast and its image or for anyone who receives the mark of its name. The Bible says Jesus is the Son of God. The Bible says Jesus was crucified for our sins and rose to life on the third day. The Bible warns against worship and prayer to the beast and its image. Pray for every Muslim who takes the mark and worships the image that they will learn the truth of Jesus. Jesus is not a prophet. Jesus is the Son of God, and he was raised from the dead. Jesus is returning soon. To learn more about Islam and Bible prophecy, see our website at www.revelationnow.org. So what did you think of that video, Jesse? Well, that was really well done. And for the most part, um, I agree with it. But there were a few things that um, I had to, I have to disagree with. Um, it seemed like there was a breaking down, kind of a meshing of spirits and principalities and places. Um, so some of that I, I you know, disagreed with, you know, scripture is distinct to that, you know, Baal is separate from, you know, Satan or Lucifer. And, you know, he's the same individual as Satan. So, you know, Satan's not a separate spirit than Lucifer. Um, so there was some little things like that. And then some of the end time stuff with Avedon, um, he interpreted it different than how I believe scripture interprets it, but it wasn't. And I agree with you on full. both those he, points. Yeah. He just gave some of his, uh, yeah, there, I just saw like a mixing of some of it together. And it's, it's clear that Avedon is a separate principality from Lucifer. Yes. So, you know, and there's what I found interesting with it about that, and, and I agree with you on those points because I interpret the scriptures a little bit differently mm -hmm. in some points, but uh, in general, I agreed with the uh, the context of the video. Right. But what what it made me consider, Jesse, is you know the scripture is so deep, and you know a lot of these things we see happen again and again. So there there's a prophetic thing that happened and then it happens again in history and again in history mm -hmm. and one of the things that really stood out to me was the false prophet and the video mm -hmm. says the false prophet muhammad well i tend to think the false prophet is still to come yes correct i agree with that yeah but perhaps and it's something i hadn't considered perhaps we've already had a false prophet and we're just going to redo the story to some degree i, I don't know hmm. well I, you know i i guess from a christian perspective that you know we could call muhammad a false prophet 
Yeah, no, I would agree. You know, and it talks about in scriptures that in the last days, there, there will be many false prophets that arise. So I think that that's, you know, part of it is that Muhammad was a false prophet. Is he the one that Revelations was talking about? I don't believe so. I think that one is still to come. How do we know that? Well, you know, the false prophet has a job. He's His job is to usher in and, you know, reveal and prepare the hearts of the people to worship the beast. Um, you know, Muhammad is not still alive. So, you know, Revelations talks about it in, you know, a certain tense. So, you know, technically it, it's hard it'd be really hard to press that that speaking of Mohammed. Um, totally you know, agree. Yeah. Totally agree. So, but there, there was a, a couple things. So first of all, the, the false prophets as we're on that. Um, one of the things that I believe is going to happen is the false prophet is going to mend all of the religions together. Correct. Yes. I, I've brought out that belief too. Um, that his job is to work with um, the priest and their job is to prepare the hearts of the people to worship the beast. And, and we're going to see that, you know, both Muslims and those who are fake Christians coming together and making a unified one world religion. Well, and we may as well pick on the Buddhists and things like that, too. They're all going to yeah. fall in. And they're same all, yeah, they'll all come in line all of the religions and again uh the best definition i've ever had of religion is religion is man's attempt to reach god faith which is what we have in jesus christ as god came to us yeah so neither jesse or, or i are religious um the other thing the, the couple things that stood out so uh there's the 10 horns which we know are the 10 power centers sort of thing uh, around the world and the seven heads and they say the seven heads are like the seven mountains right and so they, 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 what they said was interesting around mecca there's seven mountains i did not know that mm -hmm. uh, but there also is around the vatican yeah it's kind of that layered ground that's built up so you, you know there's just some really interesting stuff in there also i, I picked out the thing uh, about Cyrus, you know, Cyrus the one is the one who defeated Babylon, and of course the uh, uh, number forty-five. A lot of people said, you know, was a new Cyrus, mm -hmm. and he defeated without, you know, the use of military. Right. Uh, how that plays out, if it does, I don't hmm. know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And scripture, you know, it's good to remember that scripture often is layered, that um, you have things that are foretold, but have happened many times, they were spoken of many times in scripture, and they, you know, there's kind of like this repeat of some of those things. Um, so, you know, with the Cyrus thing, that's what I was thinking is that you know, you've got that repeat of it happening again. Yeah, and and just like the uh, the story of Joseph, I think that's playing out as well right now. Again, this is just my beliefs, my opinion. Uh, but you know, a lot of the prophetic voices out there that I trust have said the same thing. 
And, you know, we're going to come into this time and it's, you know, put into your storehouse, be smart about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, You know, uh, so, you know, we see these things playing out over and over and perhaps the, you know, the the historical lessons are something for us to build upon and, and God in his infinite wisdom knows we need those things. So we have examples of what to do as things come through each generation. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting as you really get into the whole um, cube thing, um, you know, scripture kind of, I'll, I'll just start from the passage where, you know, David had a desire that he wanted to build a house for the Lord, a place on earth where he and the Lord could dwell together. And the Lord had told him, no, that, you know, his hands were dirty, that because of the war, um, you know, so he called Solomon to build him a temple and that was in Israel. So here again, you've got another replica or mockery, you know, you've got um, individuals who are building a house for God that is not where the Lord, you know, said he was going to put it where his name would dwell so you know are they really worshiping allah or god as they call him no because this is not the place where god said he would put his spirit to dwell it's not you know the person who you know whoever built this or was you know part of that um building of this you know did not come through the solid the Solomon line, which is what the Lord proclaimed that he would build his house through Solomon. Yeah. And, and, you know, when, in those scriptures, when I said they, they'll, they'll build a house and then they'll put the basket in it, that mm-hmm. just seems to perfectly describe this black box and then yeah. the stone that's put in there. Uh, it just really, really struck me. And the other the other thing that strikes me, and, and I encourage anyone to watch video of it, but if you watch Mecca, um, you know, they're all bowing, they all point towards the the black box, but then they all walk circles around it. And there's something that looks so evil about that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's yeah. it's it's a ceremony. Yeah. It is. And it's also for dominion too. Um, We've brought out some of, you know, the interconnected, um, you know, the Masons are the ones kind of who have continued to teach this throughout the generations, but it really comes out of scripture that, you know, the Lord created the earth and, you know, the way that's represented is through a square and, you know, that's, square or if you kind of slightly tilt it diamond shape you know represents the man and the female who god gave dominion of the earth to and so you have this square that represents the male and the female and the dominion of the earth you know and who has the dominion of that earth or who's fighting for it um you know obviously they've taken in that culture they've taken the woman out of the picture she has no dominion at all so you have to ask you know what's really happening what does all this represent 
and I think you're right. I think it is a ritual. Um, you know, direction is important. The way that they go. Um, they you know, go counterclockwise, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it, it gets interesting, yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling you want to say something else, but you're not. So we'll leave it there. <laughs> Um, okay, so a couple other things that, that really, really I found interesting, and, and we're going to explore. I want to follow up on this and, you know, uh, going to encourage some of our diggers in the Army to dig into this because I think it's fascinating. Um, but let's talk about the Blackstone. Yeah, so that's interesting. Um, you know, my studies are are specific to the occult and the connections with that. So, um, you know, I've been encouraging people to read that book, The Initiates of the Flame. And with that, um, I believe it's chapter five or six. I want to say it's chapter six, but it gives their uh, belief kind of behind these this stone. And, um, you know, it gives some other things in that chapter, like it in that book, it talks about the forbidden or the hidden cities, and it gives their names and locations. And um, so this is one of those, and it um, brings it out. It talks about that, you know, there was a war in heaven when Satan tried to usurp the throne of God. And, you know, as an angelic warring archangel, he had a breastplate on. Um, and you know, the story goes that um, the archangel, when he struck uh, Lucifer in the chest, it knocked his, he had a, a jewel or a stone, a green one in his breastplate. And that was knocked out and fell to the earth. And as it fell, it became a black stone. And so many in the higher Luciferian system, you know, connect this, um, cube to that fallen stone and you know even go back through the islam history of this cube they'll say that it fell from heaven um so you know it's all interconnected and um one of the other things that it connects to with them is the hidden or forbidden city of zion and that usually is spelled like with a T-S-I-O-N or um, a P-S-I-O-N. But um, that, that city gets really interesting. Um, you know, we've talked about some of the other underground cities that the, the system has. And Zion is one where there literally are three massive pyramids under there. And we've talked about how the movies reveal things that are real in the system. And so the movie that um, connects and reveals some of the things about this city Zion is um, the fourth Indiana Jones. Um, and there are end time rituals that are connected to that place. And some of those end time ritual elements are brought out in that movie. Um, so it gets interesting if you, you know, watch that again, watch for some of those Muslim interconnections. And behind that, you know, we've got, you know, where does the Muslims fit in with the system? 
um, they're part of that 14th brotherhood, the 14th bloodline, which stems through the descendants of um, Abraham through Ishmael, his first son through the Egyptian maidservant that uh, Sarah gave him, uh, whose name was Hagar. So, you know, they believe that they have the full claims and rights as sons of Abraham. Um, and, you know, what are they fighting for? It's interesting as you study scripture, um, you know, all the oldest children, sons were passed on something generationally. What they were passed on was a relationship with God. And, you know, they became the heads of their families and the cultivators of that relationship with God. Um, so that's some of the fight between, you know, Israel and the Muslims is that as the firstborn, they want that full inheritance from the Lord. And they're fighting over it to this day. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Cyrus made, brought peace for a little bit. Right? Yep. Cyrus <laughs> brings peace for a little bit. <laughs> so, so, you know, just... And, and, that's fascinating about Zion and, and just, just the play on words, you know, it's a mockery. Mm -hmm. Here's the underneath Zion. And then there's the, uh, the above all Zion that, you know, right. comes down to earth and, you know, everything is a mockery. And, and what I also thought of as a mockery, as you were saying that Jesse is the black stone itself. So mm -hmm. they're saying it, it's an angelic, it's a jewel. And it's funny that they put this in a viewing area in the corner of the box. So a corner of the temple, a corner of the thing. And it's upon, and what makes me, what makes me think of is uh, upon this rock, I will build my house. Right. Right. Like everything is a mockery. Yeah. And, and, and literally it's a cornerstone. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. So, you know, the, the parallels are undeniable here. <laughs> so conclusion, the beast in the box. <laughs> that was an amazing conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unlike Jack in the box, <laughs> but, <Right? laughs> but actually kind of similar because you know, I guess you do enough circles around it, you know, kind of like winding up the jack in the box. If you remember that toy, right, right. And that eventually, something pop right pops out. Out. <laughs> that's a scary thought. <laughs> you heard it here first on Right on Radio. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm telling you, there's, you know, I just saw a, a picture the other day, you know, the fruit roll ups and stuff like that. And they've got all these symbolisms in it and stuff like that. Yeah. So who's to say Jack in the box? And I just literally thought of that being funny, but you know, they foreshadow everything. Very you know? right? possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, except hey. for we know the beast will come through the water. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. And that's in the middle of the desert. Right. <laughs> but perhaps some smoke will come out or something. <laughs> Very possible. Who knows? Or the well springs will open up under the surface of the deep. The well springs will open up. And, and God has allowed this to happen before. Yeah. 
there are gates, as you've pointed out, Jesse. Yeah, very and interesting. By the way, that once was a beautiful land until God cursed it. It you was. Know? Yeah, because even during the King of Babylon's days, Nimrod's days, beautiful gardens, it was known for all those things. You know, it's funny you bring up Nimrod again, because like, it just seems that everything that we look at points back to Nimrod, <laughs> you know, everything. Um, oh, and the last thing, because you brought up the, uh, the Masonic part mm -hmm. and, you know, the other part I, I saw from a ex Islamic guy uh, who was kind of debunking his ex faith. He became a Christian. Um, but he was he was looking up to when 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 they first got the stone and the stone's been broken many times and glued back together sort of thing but he was saying that originally the rituals with the stone were them going in the circles around it and they would do it naked or half naked and it was a fertility thing which yeah. again uh you know comes back to it has blood and it adds sperm right yeah. two life-bearing right. things and you know it's it just it seems there's so much but it all comes back to these simple powerful mm -hmm. precepts yeah and you know scripture says nothing is new under the sun you know it's the same war the same battles with these same principalities that have been going on since the beginning of creation you know, since they rebelled against God, they've still been rebelling against God. It hasn't changed. That's and, right. you know, what's the lesson in that? You know, we know their end. You know, it says that all who worship beasts, you know, will be destroyed in the lake of fire with him. And, you know, now's the day to make our decision. You know, are we going to believe the word of God? Or are we going to, you know, fall into this deception after we've been warned, you know, knowing that whatever this thing is that comes or surfaces or proclaims itself as God is not the Lord God Almighty. You know, and I think back to the days of Joshua, you know, as they were fighting these Canaanites and, you know, who were worshiping these same gods. Baal and Molech and Asherah, you know, and what did Joshua proclaim? You know, he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And this is the day we decide, you know, who, who will you serve today? And, and Jesse, you know, uh, I was going to get into natural law, which is part of the Masonic thing, which is part of what they were doing, uh, yeah. where natural law says, you know, all things are permissible. And mm -hmm. God says, no, they're not. So when you hear natural law and even, even some of these environmentalists, what are they really saying? That's another show. But Jesse, you brought up something really important. You brought up the choice. And last time you, we talked about the choice, we had a really great response. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you should lead another prayer of salvation. Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. Hmm. Heavenly Father, we just come before you, Lord, and I lift up all those today who might be seeking you, who um, maybe have been living and going the wrong direction, and they know it, they feel it in their soul. 
Um, they feel the weight of their sin that they bear. And Lord, we just ask today that you would speak to those hearts and that today they would say, I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to change. I don't want to continue to live uh, and go in this direction that I know will only lead me to death. Father, I ask that you would just give them that peace that surpasses all understanding. That as they confess their sins and say, Lord, I've done wrong. I've done things that displease you. Um, I've sinned against you. Lord, forgive me for my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And I ask that you would be the Lord over every area of my life. And I ask that you would come and dwell with me and that we would be one together. And we would just pray this in your powerful name, Jesus. Amen. Oh, Jesse, I felt the power in that. I'm telling you, the intimacy with the Lord and just knowing that he's been calling from the inside. I know someone's going to respond. So listen, please put, put a note in the, in the comments, say that was me. Uh, yeah. And by the way, you can also, uh, if you want to uh, send an email to write on Jeff at Gmail and say, look, I just, uh, I chose the Lord because of this show uh, and I will forward them on, or you can contact Jesse through, uh, illuminate the darkness.com and the contact yeah. there. Uh, by the way, her Patreon is there. We I've got a, a Patreon below. Uh, right on you is still there. And uh, please, if you uh, want to be more prepared going forward, if you want to, it's really an anointed course that Jesse and I put out mm -hmm. there. I believe it's anointed. The feedback has been incredible. It's changing lives. The price is going to go up $100 uh, June 1st. And that's for a very specific reason that's going to be revealed soon uh, to many people. Uh, so I encourage you to send off those notes, uh, support us. Uh, and by the way, with the course, we're actually supporting you. We're giving you incredible value. Uh, so I would encourage you to take a look at it. Uh, Jesse, you had said the movies kind of foretold things and stuff like that. And you brought up Indiana Jones. Well, mm -hmm. on Thursday... We have a guest who's going to talk about the real life Indiana Jones, okay. the person who discovered Noah's Ark and all kinds of things, the person who uh, tested the blood off of the Shroud of Turin. Um, it should be a fascinating show. Uh, he's not going to come on camera, but he will come on an audio. So it's going to be a very different show for us, but it's going to talk about some great proofs. And uh, I think you're really, really going to enjoy this show. I'm yeah. excited for it, Jesse. I am too. What a great, it'll be a great show, a great guest. So I'm excited. Yeah. Amen. Hey, listen, you've been watching right on radio, Jesse and I really thank you from the bottom of our hearts for supporting us for being here with us. Uh, hit that thumbs up, hit the subscribe. If you haven't done it, hit the notification bell. I don't ask too often, but it really makes a difference. And I was even showing J Jesse the, uh, they have a new metric on, on YouTube, for instance, and YouTube mm -hmm. is not showing our videos to anyone who's not subscribed. And even right. people who are subscribed aren't getting some notifications. So make sure you've hit that bell. And I've even heard that people who have hit that bell for the notifications have, it's been turned off on them. Um, mm. So we only have to do this for a little while longer. Podbean is our home. Please make sure to subscribe to us on Podbean. Uh, we also have Vimeo as a backup channel, which I consider 
temporary and I've been testing other platforms right now uh, that you have not heard of, but they are seem to be amazing. Like one of them is actually built on the same source code as YouTube. Mm -hmm. So it will act and feel the very same way, but it's owned by a patron. <laughs> so it's in the testing phase. He's pulling up servers and things like that. I'm working with him. Uh, I've been working hard on it actually with him and yeah. testing and, and uh, we're almost there. Uh, I believe it, it really could be a home for not only our show, but many other shows. Yep, hoping this will be a good home, good place yeah. to be. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Jesse, any final thoughts? No, just, you know, give us the contact if, if you've asked the Lord into your heart, into your life. If, you know, even if you're a new Christian and, and you um, have been getting a lot out of the Revelation Sundays or you've been growing, please share that. We, you know, those stories encourage us and, um, you know, just really encourage our hearts. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and by the way, don't give me questions for Jesse. I can't answer all of her questions. She can't answer all of her questions. Um, I like getting emails. I can't respond to them all now. Like I, literally yeah. we're getting hundreds a week and some of them are very long. Uh, by the way, if you use a larger font, when you write me a letter, I'm going to read it a bit more carefully. <laughs> I'm in my fifties. All right. <laughs> so Anyways, thank you, Jesse. Uh, thank you for watching, and we'll see you on Thursday. Oh, one last thing. The video that George and I did, George the Iceman from the Re oh, Reveal yeah. Report, is on Podbean, and because it's video on Podbean during peak hours, is a bit sketchy, but I did put the Vimeo link to it in the description. There's maybe a couple words that might raise some flags here on this platform, so it's mm -hmm. only on Vimeo. Uh, check it out on Vimeo. And as I said, if you're a Podbean subscriber, it's in the link of the description for that. Uh, and you can watch the video. It's about 20 minutes and George yeah. and I had a lot of fun. I've been getting a lot of comments on that. A lot of individuals saying they really enjoyed seeing you two together and, you know, it made them laugh and brought a smile to their face and they really enjoyed that. So <laughs> and, and we were both surprised, uh, both George and I had uh, people who recognized us separately and, uh -huh. uh, and came up to us and, you know, drove actually quite a distance to come and, and meet with us. So uh, awesome. it was, it was a real blessing to us. I, I just want to say that. Uh, and uh, they're wonderful people. In fact, even just uh, after G George and I had just split, uh, he was going his way. I'm going back to where I had my bike parked and, uh, there was another person it was the end of the day like everyone had dispersed mm -hmm. and i'm walking and i'm tired <laughs> even you know it's a, we walked for miles we were standing all day and uh this person walked past me and then thought that's jeff and turned around and said, jeff so i turned around <laughs> she goes oh i was so happy i wanted to see you i looked all day <laughs> oh that's so funny <laughs> but, I, but I guess I, uh, I look different when you see the whole body, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, just not the talking head that's here. <laughs> All right. Anyways, God bless y'all. We'll see you on Thursday. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.